welcome to Blades Pod. It is Wednesday, the 13th of December. My name's Ben. Joining me, as always, is Andrew. How's things today, mate? I'm very good, mate. How are you? I'm very good as well, thank you. Well, there we have it, mate. The Blades get another win. They go to eight points, eight beautiful points with a win over Brentford. It's, um... We're back. We're back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> We're back, yeah. They... Uh... Built on um, built on a solid performance, I think, against Liverpool. Mm. But um, yeah, just a, a real um, feeling of relief, I think, and and joy, yeah. I suppose. Um, yeah, at that at that result and performance on Saturday, I thought it was uh, I thought it was by far our most complete performance of the mm. season. Were you uh, were you, were you of similar thought? Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot will be made about the the passion. Uh, the, the, the more passion that we're showing. For me, the biggest turnaround in the last two, and in particular this game, and I don't want to get carried away. I know I've started with the negative. <laughs> Straight in, like bringing everyone down to earth. But, um, you know, we, we, we beat an injury at Brentford at home 1 0. And I imagine if their fans are listening, they'll be going, hang on, you know, you're going to beat us at home. But, as we know, the turnaround, in in my opinion, the, in now we're playing, the. the we look so more cohesive. We look so compact. We look so. We look like we've got a plan. We changed tactics three times, and every single time, everybody seemed to know what they were doing. And that, for me, is the biggest surprise. I thought Wilder would get an extra bit out of him. I think we all thought any manager, you know, comes in and they get them up. What's really surprised me is the cohesiveness that we've played in the last two. And look, it's early days, and things might change, but that's been the biggest positive. Far more. You know, every players can put more in, but it's difficult to keep that up. Mm. You know, as the as the, as the things go along. But the, it's the cohesiveness of play that seems a lot, just a lot better. And dare I say, it reminds me a little bit of when Eckingbottom first took over from Slav, um, and we had that Brentford Bristol City game where we won two 0 and then we beat Cal. We went on that run, and we suddenly just looked a more solid side who knew what they were doing and this is like the you know this, this to me is very similar to that yeah I, th- I think you've uh you hit a really important point there about like you know when a new manager takes over you you typically do get that uplift you know every players just play a bit they do play a bit harder don't they you know yeah they, you get the the lift of a new a new voice and maybe you're trying to you know make a point to the new manager of like you know i, I deserve to be in this team and that's yeah. that's all well and good, but as you as you touched on there, doesn't always last. You know, it it just sort mm-hmm. of masks um, it masks like their actual ability, maybe. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, mm-hmm. the things that Wilder has done in his first two games uh, give me so much more uh, encouragement to think that this could be impact more in, like impactful over a longer period of time. I mean, yeah. I wrote down like the changes that he's made, I suppose, and. There's some pretty big ones. I mean, I think he deserves a lot of credit for this because we thought, you know, we, we're bringing in Mr. 3-5-2, essentially. The man who... Yeah. I know he didn't start out, uh, you know, he hasn't played 3-5-2 all his other clubs and obviously didn't start out that way with United, but was completely wedded to that formation in his final season with us. So we, we thought he'd just go with that, but no, he went 4-3-3, which I think, um, you know, is quite, is quite a bold... Uh, bold formation anyway, but certainly a bold formation with the the players that we've got. I suppose you know asking asking Bogle to play as an orthodox right back yeah. is a is a an ask. I think particularly how he's done this season. And Trusty, similarly at left back, he's got more experience as a fullback than yeah. an orthodox fullback, I suppose, than, than Bogle has. But yeah, putting a lot of trust in those. I think breaking up the 
Susan Norwood axis that we've been crying out for. You know, that's a big deal, getting Hamer in as a number eight, you know, playing as yeah. a proper box-to-box midfielder, and having the sort of confidence to um, stick Andre Brooks in there. You know, a player yeah. who uh, looks like he's, you know, got plenty of energy, if nothing else, and just doesn't look phased by the occasion. You know, he, he's he's happy to be on the ball and to yeah. try and make things happen. And, yeah, I think those are, um, I don't know, those those are all like, really impressive quick fixes I think you know not just for him to come in and not just be like well we're just going to pick basically the same team but we're just going to try harder now, yeah which now, I thought would happen mm. that's what I thought would happen I have to admit I did think that that's what we'd play the same tactics we'd get a bit more out of them because I think they had lost sort of faith in whatever Ekin Bottom were telling them and then it'd die down but what's really really encouraged me is is tactically just how much more like competitive and solid we've been, and and how much everyone seems to we look like a team and we're completely clueless. I, I don't know what our tactics were under Reckon Bottom, other than just defend really deep and then maybe have a go at it second half if we're still nil nil. That seemed to what it was. I'm sure there were more to it than that, but that's, but all of a sudden we look like we we look like a team who what I expected us to look like. We, yeah. we do still like quality. We still you know I, I I know people are getting excited about staying up. I still think we're going to go down, but. I'm, not, I'm all right going down. Like, going down is not a disaster at all for this club. It, this this promotion was all about sort of clearing the debts and getting the club out of the the state it was in, which is why we sold you know those two at the start of the season. And it were all right going down in a competitive fashion. And, and at least that's what it's look, looking like at the moment. Yeah, after, after the uh, these last two performances, I, I feel more confident that we can get to 20-odd points. Like, and it, and yeah, it, it's absolutely. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I think, as we talked about last time, is... Be a fair, a fair achievement, I think, for for Wilder in the second half of the season. Um, yeah, we I think Opta had us we're ninety one percent for relegation still, but it is down from ninety five percent. So yeah, I feel like that's are... the first time in a long time that those odds have come down a little bit. And it's great that people have got. Like I say, I'm not sort of dismissing people who think we've got a chance there. You know, I just I don't think we have because I think. But for a start, we've left. I think we've left it too late um, to, to to put a run together because we six points is a lot in the Premier League, and it's going it's basically seven. Um, mm. With Forest, I'm not classing everything with Delhi Farm, but uh, with Forest, if you're looking at them, seven points is a lot. So I'm not. I'm genuinely not even thinking about the the um, like staying up. But at the same time, it does make it more interesting. I was quite gutted, like when Luton went one 0 up against Manchester City, which I wouldn't have really been bothered about mm. two weeks ago. So I think, well, who cares if we can sort of just make it competitive and go down. In a in a way that's not you know what gives you hope for next season. That is that is the, the for me that is the main aim of the season. If we stay up, that is a a dream, you know. <laughs> yeah. But if we if we if we stay if we go down in a way where I think you know what next season we're going to be so strong, we're going to be up there, you know, and that's what I want to see. Yeah, I'm I'm just here for um, you know feeling like my team has a chance to get something out of each game. Which is, yeah, and that's what's uh, happened in the last two. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's how it makes me feel. I mean, obviously, we've got two massively difficult away games coming up, um, mm. Chelsea and Villa, before we play Luton on Boxing Day. And yeah. I, I think, I don't know, maybe like a few weeks ago or certainly before that Wolves game, I think everyone <laughs> had kind of penciled the Luton game in as like, that's your, that's your first win. I just want to remind people <clears throat> and myself as well that Luton took four points off us last season and That'll be really difficult. I'd much rather be playing someone like, I don't know, Wolves at home again. <laughs> same, no, same. I think they're almost Luton are almost tailor made to, to beat United in a way. Like they're just so 
powerful and athletic and you know we've we've seen all season we're one of the worst set piece teams we're not particularly uh big and strong ourselves so i think yeah. i think these next three games obviously villa away chelsea away is harder than luton at home but i do think they are going to be stiff challenges all the same but um yeah i just i feel like i'm, I'm not going to dread that luton game now because no, uh, you know no. regardless of what happens in these two away games because I, I feel like suddenly there is a bit of a bit of spark to the team there's a there's a a lot of things that i want to see if you know what i mean like i've i've gone within a week i've gone from like almost looking at the team sheet being like oh flipping heck not this again to like oh you know let's let's see more of uh archer in this kind of yeah semi semi target man role that he played in this yeah. one you know let's let's see brooks on the ball a bit more let's see McAtee running home let's see hamer doing a you know proper both ends of the pitch shift it's the most of play you know what i mean yeah. stuff like that we've not seen and it's like and like i say the, these next four games have come at a bad time in a way because and i understand this is where people's argument that we should have made the change earlier I, I personally think that's right. So I do still think Eckingbottom deserved the Bournemouth game. I think he should have gone after the Bournemouth game. But mm. I do think he should have, he, did, he did deserve those two games. Certainly following on from the you know the, the four points that we got uh, previous to that. In hindsight, yeah, you know, you, you change. We could have sat here with four point and an extra four points or whatever from those two games. But it has got a bad time this 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 run. Chelsea away, realistically, they're probably only as good as Brentford at the moment. Um uh, I know Brentford injury here, but they're a mid-table team at the moment, Chelsea. But let's not pretend that that won't be an unbelievable result if we get anything from Chelsea away. Yeah. Then you've got Villa and Manchester City, which are pretty much write-offs because that, that again, not nothing to do with Wilder United or anything. They're, City, for me, is probably still the best team in the world once they get it together. And Villa are the, the currently the best team in England. In terms 15, of the four. Is it 15 home wins in a row for Villa or something? 15 home wins in a row. I can't yeah. wrap so, my head around that. To get anything out of those will be just absolutely, you know, once in a lifetime sort of results. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting to see how we, we sort of we handle it. Let's say we do lose to Chelsea, and people shouldn't get too disheartened if we do, because although, you know, I've seen people say I fancy us, and I understand that. I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility that we win or anything, but it'll be a really, really, really good win if we do. I'd really interested to see how those sort of defeat probable defeats coming up are going to affect us long term, and that's probably when we'll see what this squad is 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 all about, I suppose. At the moment, it's sort of a... They've massively improved, look far more cohesive, and it, we look like an actual team. We look like a... I think we look like a really good championship team in the last two, um, which is, again, not good enough to stay up, but a, a real positive from what we were, where we looked below, you know, lower mid-table championship team. But it'll be interesting to see how we react to the possible defeats coming up, I think. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think I've got this right. The last two away games, we've lost both 5-0, right? I think it was Arsenal and Burnley. I don't believe I've missed anything. So That's the- correct, yeah. yeah. So yeah. the baseline on away performance is incredibly low at the moment. So, mm-hmm. yeah, get-, get me a few notches above that and um, and I'll-, I'll be interested. I mean, We've got one point away all season, you know, and that were a real lucky point, I think, against Brighton, really. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> Chelsea, yeah, they- I know they're like down in the mid-table, but I... I don't know. I'd, I'd be concerned, particularly if uh, you know the last week hadn't happened. I'd be very concerned going into that game because I, I feel like I feel like they have the potential to just suddenly rack up a load of goals. I mean, they put four past Man City a few weeks ago, right? Did I make that up? They're a good side. I mean, look, yeah, these classic Chelsea at the moment, modern Chelsea, where they, they, they seem to be sort of they, they can turn up to games and, and destroy teams, uh, but they can also lose to 
Anyway, and that's where the hope comes from. But it is it, look, if we can get anything from that game, that'll be an absolutely tremendous result. Yeah. So um, this Brentford game, then we we went with the same team, which was great to see. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I just thought it was a, a a good, strong performance from like from the first whistle, basically. You know, without yeah. creating masses of chances, but still, I don't know. Just uh, I, I loved seeing like the confidence on the ball of. Archer and um, McAtee obviously grew into the game and Brooks as well I mean just on Archer I thought he was uh, super duper in this game that might be the best I've seen him play which I think we might have said about the Liverpool game as well yeah we did he looks I I can't believe how different he looks I I have to admit when I've seen him recently uh, in the early games and stuff I thought well he's he's a poacher you know he's he's basically a a a young Billy Sharp if you like and that if you don't create anything for him he's probably not really going to do you that much outside of the area well he's absolutely proven me completely wrong so he, he, he's been fantastic outside the area the last two almost in dialogue yeah he's been all over the you know he's playing in that front three but kind of all over the front line mm-hmm. and just yeah his, his, his hold up play and his, his running off the ball and running with the ball as well I mean I think it ends up uh, being the opening goal eventually but that bit yeah. of skill he did on the halfway line to Brilliant. get away from two defenders is superb. And what really pleased me is that in the second half, obviously, Sula went off, and I was, I was getting a little bit concerned there because I thought, well, he's going to be up front on his own, basically, mm. you know, and that is not something he's ever shown before that he's, he's that capable of. And he was fantastic. He just carried on getting better and better. Yeah. Yeah, we... Uh, Sula still just looks a bit... Out of his depth, I think at this, which is which is good. Uh, like I say, you know, he should be realistically. If people are fit. What is he fifth choice striker or something? Asula. Yeah, I guess so. He had uh, he had one decent shot into the side, mm. Asula. Um, but I would assume that Bernie comes straight back into the side for him, which is another sort of. Yeah. Uh, we didn't really mention this, but obviously we've played these games without Baldock, without um, McBurney, both of whom you mm. think would be. <clears throat> Automatic starters, although you know, hats off to Bogles. That is certainly his two best defensive games of the season, possibly his two best defensive games of his Blades career. Um, yeah, I, I thought, thought Bogle was superb again, by the way. Really yeah. hard to pick him on a match in this one because I don't think anyone below a seven out of ten, but I thought Bogle were definitely a contender for the man, man of the match. We archer McAtee in the second half thought were brilliant. Mm. Um, back could go through it, Brooks. You know, I thought Brooks faded a little bit, but he's gonna, you know, I thought he started fantastically. Sousa, best I've seen him, I think. Mm. So, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it's funny with with Sousa and Brooks. I, th- I think uh, I don't know. I'm I'm usually like a little bit reticent to get too excited about like one off performances. I suppose, but I feel like both of those Sousa and Brooks this is, mm. ha- had a had the game that everyone said they had against Liverpool. <laughs> if you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when everyone was raving about them after those, I was like, well, they were okay. Like you know, Brooks obviously yeah. you, you you give give a lot more credit to because he's by no means a senior player yet, but. I thought, yeah, both of them actually did have really, really good games against Brentford. Um, just on Sousa, so we have obviously... I, I really do think not having Norwood in the team has, has liberated him. Um, just giving him like before, a more... by the way, not yeah. just me and you, I'd say every single fan watching, this is what's so bizarre that we kept picking him, every single fan watching were thinking, why are these two next to each other? It's not... For months, for actual months. Yeah. We're not, we're not, it's not Captain Einsight from any of us. And like I say, everyone listening to this and everyone who has been to Bramall Lane, I imagine we're saying, I don't think anyone was saying, do you know what we need to do? Keep Sousa and Norwood together. That's the yeah. that's the linchpin of success. And, it, you know, just to be clear about this, it wasn't like we were particularly sort of saying, you know, 
both of these players are rubbish or even one of these players are rubbish. It's just like they're both the things that they're bad at. They're 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 both bad at the same thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So you know, you kind of uh, it's kind of like playing with ten men because they're only they're sort of only half half a midfielder. Don't each, each other. I, I, I can't think of a midfield pair that complement each other less. Maybe Gerard and Gerard Lampard. Gerard Lampard, yeah. <laughs> the classic. Yeah. But were, I think they might be slightly better players, though, soon. Though, so. <laughs> Do you reckon? Um, so, Souza uh, had some of his best stats of the season in terms of his uh, involvement uh, on the ball, which I don't think is his strength. Like Statistically, it wasn't his strength at his previous club, and I don't think it will be his strength with us. I think he his strength will be a defensive midfielder. But as I just sort of alluded to there, you want a defensive midfielder to still be able to actually be an option in possession. Mm-hmm. So he completed, this is Susan's stats against Brentford. He completed five passes into the final third. And it's the only, the second time he's done that this season. Attempted 18 medium length passes. There's only two other times he's done that. Overall, his passes progressed the ball 100 metres in total. It's the first time he's done it since West Ham away, which actually was a surprisingly good performance from us, it seems like. Not, or at least statistically, anyway. We then, had, <laughs> we then had Fulham away, and it all kind of unravelled after that. Um, 48 touches is the most times he's touched the ball since West Ham away. Uh, 121 metres of ball carrying, the most since West Ham. 28 passes received, the most since West Ham away. So he took it like... I don't know, what is that, like nine matches ago or something? How long was West Ham? Da, 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 da. That was the seventh was, match. Yeah, yeah this was the, the one after the, the Newcastle 8 0, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that was the seventh match, and this is the 16th we just had. And yeah, I don't even think you can say, like, oh, well, we had loads more possessions, so of course he's, you know, he has more, he has better sort of counting stats. Well, mm. we didn't have that much more possession. It was like 40% possession in this game. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just think that shows, like, how much of a difference. That one simple change of breaking up that axis has made, and, and yeah. bringing him back. I mean, again, yeah. another one where look, we've both stuck up for Akinbala. I think we're both at the end of this tether by the end of the end of his reign with the team. But this Hamer thing of you know playing him on the wing or wherever wherever the hell he were playing, <laughs> putting him back into his defensive midfield role he, again, he looks so much better, and he just seems. I've absolutely no idea what we're thinking. Look, I'm not a coach. People know more than Akinbala knows more than I'll ever now about football but I just can't understand how he's looked at that midfield and thought yeah I'll, kick, I'll stick with that that yeah. that seems to be going well I don't understand how he ever thought that could work no well me neither I mean again we were saying it for months weren't we? we wanted we wanted a hecking bottom to like I think you know when we were talking about those last few games we, it wasn't like we have to stick with this man it was more like I want to see him turn it round like I want to see him mm-hmm. adapt and he just yeah. did uh, as we yeah. saw, and that's why he's no longer here, I suppose. But um, yeah, yeah, Hamer, um, I thought was outstanding. Like just all the way through the game, like right to the very last minute when he's shepherding one out for a goal kick. Like, Brilliant, just... and that again, defensive midfield role. He wouldn't have been there if he were doing his old attacking midfield wing, you know, hybrid role, whatever he were doing. Yeah, and yeah. It, it just looks so much more comfortable. I think every single time in that position, he knows what he's doing. He's up and down and. Like I say, it's early days, and I'm not going to get too carried away with like sort of the the, the effort and stuff. But we just this is what I mean. But this the most positive thing is how comfortable everybody looks in these new tactics. Mm. Yeah, uh, I don't want to. I don't really want to talk about refereeing again. But we we can't really get through the match without mentioning this. Brooks um, nutmegs on Yaker, the the midfielder, 
and a pretty cynical trip by the mid, by the Brentford player. Legs him up, doesn't get booked for it. A few minutes later, he flies into a, a 50-50 on Sousa, catches him right on the ankle, like, you know, nowhere near the ball because it's already gone. Uh, gets a yellow card for it. Uh, so that would have been, obviously, a second yellow card if um, the ref had booked him in the first place. And then... Yeah. VAR neglects to overturn, and I... three minutes they were looking at this for oh three whole minutes. Absolutely outrageous. My dad messaged me at our time. We're watching soccer sat there, and he said even Mike Dean said it was. Wow! And then I got the. Uh, I think we sent it to the to our group chat, didn't we? The, um, I think it was Liam who were watching it at home, and I just what is, I just don't get it. Look, we won the game. It's not going to matter any at all. But he didn't get sent off, but I just, I just don't understand it. I don't know anyone can look at that and think, yeah, that's that's probably a yellow. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I almost don't even know what I'm complaining about anymore in terms of like, you know, yeah. do, do I want VAR intervention or or not? Like, because typically I don't. I just get annoyed at VAR intervention. But it's, I, I don't know. It's like you can't put the genie back in the bottle on this, can you? Just, I just yeah. feel like complete, complete inconsistency, game to game. And yeah, I don't know. Which I I don't feel like I'm saying anything remotely original here at all. But that's my that's but my fan experience. Been three challenges this week. I didn't see the Luton one to be honest. But there's been three challenges this week where they were all red by all accounts. I saw the Romero one against Newcastle, mm. which is worse than this one, and, and they didn't overturn that. And I just, I don't I don't know. It's just like it becomes a bit sort of. I won't even say depressing. It's just like, well, they're just going to do whatever they want. So, yeah, exactly. so know, what's the point? That's, that's how yeah. I feel about it. It's like, well, what's the point? This is just like another layer of total subjectivity and inconsistency. It's just, yeah, it's just, uh, just switch it off, mate. We don't need it. We switch it off. If, if the referee had missed that, I genuinely would have had sympathy for him because I'd have said, look, yeah. it's fast. I, would as well. I, think Absolutely. A, I didn't think it was sending off at the time. I was, I was quite surprised when it went to VAR. I thought, mm, interesting. It was only when I saw the replay. So I get it. I get the referee missing it, but for the VAR to miss it, the VAR team, it's just again, you can't. There's no defence, despite what that ridiculous refereeing count says on their Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, to not even ask, uh, was it Stuart Atwell? I think the ref for this one, like, yeah. Not even say you probably want to go and have another look at that, which I know almost always leads to an overturn, which is a, a problem in itself, I suppose. But yeah, for for them to watch it for three minutes to think. Nah, it's, prob- it's probably all right. I'd yeah. love to let's again get the get the uh, the audio out. I'd love to know the audio. I'd like to see the audio. I'd like no good good decision, Stu. Yeah. It just feels like they're covering each other's backs again, you know. And that, like I said, there were three this weekend, and we're talking more and more about refereeing decisions than ever. Yeah. After you know we've in- implemented VAR, so just get rid of it. And we can go back to just saying that we're a bad decision and moving on. Indeed, tellingly, Onyeka gets substituted at half time, which was yeah. a it felt very... a bit insult to injury that for me. It, it was just like it sort did, of yeah. you, you know, no, no, it's not Brentford's fault. They did the right thing. You were mm. out of control. You know what I mean? He, had, he could have been, he should have been sent off twice, really. Yeah, because he should have been booked twice and then sent off for the, the challenge <laughs> as well. And yeah, uh, it's just, ugh. anyway. Yeah, it was, it was a classic of the, uh, you know, sub him off before he gets sent off yeah. genre. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, good, good work by Brentford in that, in that regard. I should say, obviously, before that halftime substitution happened, we did score a goal, which was, um, very surprising to me. Did you? I, I don't know. I think it was. Uh, I think it was Noah said this in our chat. Like he, he was obviously watching from America, and he said mm. the it didn't sound like a single person in that ground expected the ball to go in the net. Yeah. I um, so Archer goes on this brilliant 
brilliant run to the edge of the box and it gets half cleared there. Brentford kind of make a mess of it, um, kicking it off a defender. And Hamer sends it out to the right corner of the box where McAtee is. And McAtee, from my vantage point on the cop, goes to pick out a man at the far post <clears throat> and massively <throat> overhits his cross. And my eyes started to roll into the back of my head. I was like, oh, flipping heck, what a, what a missed opportunity. And suddenly I become aware that everyone's celebrating because the ball yeah. has, in fact, gone into the top corner. Yeah, how did, how did you see it? Exactly the same. I, I think the fact that the goalkeeper didn't even die for it made me even more convinced that... Yeah. I mean, he's never going to get it, in fairness. It's not a mistake or anything, but he just sort of watches it go in. And I think his reaction was even more sort of, well, this is going over the bar. This is a bad cross or whatever. And I, I watched Johnny last night on Showroom View and he's saying, like, oh, it's just a missed cross. And I understand that because I wasn't sure at the time. And then... Uh, obviously, you, um, you, you're looking at it back, and it's an absolutely fantastic finish, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely not a cross, despite what I just said. But uh, yeah, no. certainly, that's that's. I was just expecting a cross from that position, and he's, um I don't know, he doesn't really wrap his foot around it. McAtee, it's such a it? weird goal. Even mm. when you look at back, he's so Adam Oxley on commentary. I watched the uh, highlights, and he's saying like McAtee. Oh, what a goal! Yeah. <laughs> His voice is going down as if like, oh, he's wasted it. <laughs> it's almost like a chip, wasn't it? Like a yeah. I don't know the yeah, technique yeah, yeah. to actually hit it was like he was trying to lob the goalkeeper, which obviously he wasn't going to do. But um, yeah, mm. just swirls it into the top corner. Absolutely brilliant finish. We scored some good goals this season, mate. I think that's mm. only um, what is that twelve for the season? I think. But um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's up there. And then uh, Mac too had been kind of a peripheral figure for up to that point. Um, I think just really burst into life in the second yeah. half, and yeah, was was absolutely tremendous. Um, I thought second half he was by far the best player on the pitch, McAtee. Mm. Well, I said by far, Archer were brilliant as well, but McAtee for me edged Archer in the second half. <clears throat> uh, Slamani comes on our first sighting of him for in meaningful minutes for for some time in the fifty third minute, and um, yeah, it was very much like a where have we been keeping this guy? Like, why hasn't he been in the team? Um, Again, <clears throat> again, I don't want to get like carried away with it <clears throat> with his first start and everything. But I, I've got to admit, I one of these like saying, "Well, if Slavani were any good, he'd be in the team because we're playing rubbish." And again, he, if he carries on that sort of form, you're thinking, "What the hell were we doing?" <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's rounded into form just in time for the Africa Cup of Nations next month. So. Cheerio! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> might get yeah. a good, might get three games out of him before he goes. Um, but yeah, he comes on for a Sula and. Uh, we we stick four three three, I think, don't we? Certainly in possession, like he was. Yeah, he was pretty much playing up front when we had the ball, and yeah, within like ninety seconds, he almost he almost scored his first United goal, which just a, a brilliant bit of play by Archer again. Like this, I, I really think this pass is like sensational from Archer. Yeah, yeah. like so hard to pick him out. Because there's no one really there. He gets the ball. I, I think he even said at the time, like, you know, there's no one in the box. And then Slaman, a great run from him. And to be honest, he's got, he should score. I mean, I'm not, you know, he's only been on the pitch a minute. So, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be too critical of him. But at the time, I was like, there's the game. That's the game. Do you know what I mean? Because you do, you start worrying that, you know, that's such a good chance. And he, all he needs to do is put it, I mean, it's it straight at the goal. He gets anything, any other side, and it's 2 0. But, yeah, fantastic from Archer and a great run from Slamani. And, that's another thing we've not seen. When was the last time we saw him in fielder diving into the box, you know, running into the box to get on the end of a cross? Well, probably not this season, I guess, because yeah, we, exactly. we haven't yeah. played it. We haven't played any midfielders who were really capable of that sort of thing. Or if we have, it's been Hamer out out wide. Mm. Um, yeah, and then he almost he almost got another one. Well, he almost got 
he had another really good chance, Lamani, which um, uh, I think it was Ben Mee made a, a brilliant tackle to sort of stop it just sort of 10 minutes mm. later. Like, just, yeah, he could have had an at-trick, Lamani. He could, yeah, no, but in, within about 15 minutes of coming on, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, because then the other one was, uh, we, we sort of nicked it just um, inside the box, didn't we? And uh, yeah, mm. then uh, Slomani, I don't know. This was a, this was probably well, maybe not as as good a chance as the first one, I suppose. But puts it into the side netting from close range. Like I was so frustrated with this because it was a brilliant play again. We got into a great area. He should probably cross it, but if he's going to shoot, you've got to get it on target. Yeah, unfortunately but not. Before he gets excited, it's his first game. You know what I mean? He's he's not been on the pitch that long, and he's probably I'm not. If we'd have lost this, I might have been saying something completely different. <laughs> but yeah, you look at it back, even when I looked at it back on the, the highlights, I made him, I was going, oh man. <laughs> yeah, but you know, promising, like even outside of those chances, you know, getting on the end of those chances, I thought some of the little bits of skill and like confidence on the ball, like out wide yeah. were, yeah, really promising. Like, yeah, definitely, definitely want to see more of him, I suppose. And yeah, if More can... mobile than I thought as well. I've only ever seen him in little things and he looks a little bit slow, but... He looked follow, you know, faster than I thought he was. Yeah, I, I hate doing this because I, I just think it's so lazy. But I, he, he looks slimmer than I remember. Obviously, we've not seen Slimani, isn't it? Slimani, <laughs> yeah. Um, like a bit, I, I didn't recognise him when he was coming on. Um, no. Where I, I, yeah, I, I genuinely had no idea who was coming on. I was like, I, I can't actually tell who that is from here. Um, I mean, you think that like, when we brought Peck on, I was like, who the hell is that? Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely. Um, yeah, because we we obviously we haven't seen much of Slomani, but I I saw him in like a couple of preseason friendlies, and he's had the odd mm. the odd cameo here and there. But um, yeah, he looks slimmer to me, and yeah, this was a a really good mobile cameo, and yeah, should have yeah. should have got a couple of goals. But hats off to him for getting in those positions. He said not many um, not many Blades midfielders have done that this season. Um, Archer almost reprised his great goal against uh, Wolves from long mm. range, but um, yeah, a bit too close to the goalkeeper who saved it. And uh, yeah, Sidney Peck comes up, comes on for his. Um, I think this is his first ever appearance for us, right? I think so. Certainly in in the league, I don't even think he's played in the cup myself. Because I don't think so. I've never seen this guy play. I don't even think I've seen him in the under twenty threes. To be totally honest, and I've, I've seen a few games. But I'm not a huge follower of the under twenty threes, but I think that's the first time I've ever seen him. A lot taller than I thought. Yeah, yeah, he looks. Um... I've thought this when I have seen him recently, but he uh, again I'm obsessing about players' physique here. But he he looks uh, he looks a man already, doesn't he? You know, he, he doesn't look like a uh, a wisp of a teenager, if you like. He looks like he has already sort of filled mm. out into a professional yeah. athlete's body. Um, and yeah, no, interesting to see him um, see him chucked in there. I suppose. Yeah, he's. I mean, this is the thing after the game and the Brentford fans. I get it. You know, you you look at your own team and there. We had so many injuries, you know, we can't cope with these amount of injuries. And we had a game where we played, and no one this season would have thought, when we went up, oh, we're going to have a Premier League game and win with a Sula, Peck, <laughs> Brooks, you know what I mean, all on all on the pitch. So it, for Peck to come on in his league debut with a win as well, it's just incredible. I think he's just got to show what a brilliant result it was as well. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I thought he, you know, he did what was <clears throat> what what was asked for him, I suppose, which is charge around City, you know, which is... Just mm. run your socks off for fifteen minutes, basically. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I'm not even sure he touched the ball, to be totally honest. <laughs> no, we just needed him, yeah, to help us protect this lead, I suppose. Um, yeah. And yeah, I thought we protected it really, really well. I mean, did I can't think of any real chances that Brentford had. They had one sort of 
like a, a a volley on the turn, but it was which would have been a fantastic goal. It that would. would have been one of those goals where you have to say there's nothing you can do about that, basically. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't and... like it wasn't a good chance, was it? It was just a brilliant no. shot. And then did the more play one in the first half where it gets deflected wide, and they're the only two, two, two times where I thought. Oof. Better yeah. than that, it was just all long throws. Do you know what? They looked a little bit like us they did. in the early parts of the season. Long throws, big free kicks, you know, and and created nothing. They were obviously better than us, you know, at the beginning of the season, but that's what they looked like. And I understand they've got injuries and stuff, but I certainly think, I don't know, they're, they're, I mean, I know it's not the proper team and I don't want to just do them, you know, a disservice or whatever, but he did flatter them 1-0 and I thought they're probably the worst side that we played this season yeah. uh, on that performance. I think Man United were poor as well, to be honest. I'd like to... It really likes to see the way that we're playing at the moment, playing against Man United, because I think we'd have probably won that game. Yeah, yeah. We'd have had a, a decent chance, I think, yeah. Um, I mean, credit to us for dealing with that, because we, mm. um, as I said before, Brentford are one of the best set... I think they are the best set-piece team in the league yeah. in terms of shots created and XG, and we're one of the worst at defending yeah. it. And, uh, yeah, they, they leaned, in, leaned into it, didn't they, with, um, uh, yeah, long throws from both sides and... They won a ton of corners as well. I think it was a ton of corners. It, just, it, it felt like a ton of corners. It did feel like that, yeah. And they were like, you know, and we had Noah McBurney as well, who was obviously massive for us on set pieces, literally. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then obviously, we were, I mean, it's interesting as well, we went to the old three at the back, didn't we, as well? I think we went, well, I think we sort of played 5-4-1, didn't we, towards the end? Mm. Uh, obviously brought Max Lowe on, put Trusty across in the centre half. And, and saw it out so comfortably. Like I said, we changed formation three times and, and every single time everyone just seemed to know what they were doing. Yeah, they actually only had three corners according to this, which is it's definitely like, definitely not. No There's been a lot of a lot of free kicks out wide instead, but certainly there, there were a lot of throws, and obviously the the big thing at the end where did you think there were any chances were going to give be given us pen or I didn't have a clue. Uh, I had no idea what was happening to be honest, because it was yeah, it was a bit of a scramble, wasn't it? And I think it got kicked out for a goal kick or a corner or something. I can't remember which one. And kicks out for a throw in, I think. I think right. it kicks out for a throw in, and then. The referee sort of paused, put his hand to his ear, and I was again watching show review yesterday, and I think he's big Rob, you can hear me. Gonna get a pen here, gonna get a pen. <laughs> I and no I didn't idea. know what was going on, then he blows his whistle and I, he, he points one way for a pen and one way for a full time. <laughs> for us he points the right way. It's never been a pen. I don't know what they were complaining about, but uh, okay. I, I haven't even seen the incident to quote. There's just like four yet. players jumping for a ball. I think they want handball, but there's there's yeah. absolutely nothing, nothing in it. Yeah, fair enough. Um uh, one, I, guess, I suppose one of the no, Robinson got his fifth yellow card, so he's yeah. obviously out of the next game, which isn't, I'm not too upset by that. Like, you know, Chelsea away is not a game we're likely to win anyway. So, yeah, just, just get your suspension out of the way, I suppose. Um, Interesting what we do, though. I imagine we'll put trusted centre-half with Armand Aldrich and maybe Max Lowe back in, or even Baldock at left-back, I'm not sure. but Yeah, I'd have thought Max Lowe. Given that he's he's come on in the last couple of games, um, yeah, I know it's Luke Thomas has not start not played a minute has he so far. So I, I think he's gone down to what it must be fourth choice left back now. Yeah, I guess so. Um, only four minutes of stoppage time, which surprised me slightly. Yeah. Also made me yet again even more livid about that Spurs game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know yeah. if we wasted time any worse in this one than uh, any I mean, worse in that one than we did in this one. We were talking you know, how long, and we both said six minutes, six, seven minutes, something like that, and then four. Like, yep, take that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was thinking it's gonna be at least at least seven because we're because we're winning. You know, if it was if it was two nil or something, then they probably yeah. yeah. I feel like they don't bother as much, but now yeah. we held on, held on really, really well, and just um, I don't know. It, it did feel a bit like uh, back to the good old days of Wilder, didn't it? Like 
I thought the mm. atmosphere was one of the better ones of the season. Yeah. Um, yeah, just... Oh, and the performance... I guess the performance kind of guided that and enhanced that a bit. So, um, yeah, a uh, really enjoyable afternoon um, at the lane. Uh, yeah, just it just feels like, you know, it, it doesn't feel like we're going to be the worst team in Premier League history. Which I no, we're not like... I mean, going down as a normal team is something that I didn't think... Even at the 5-0 against Burnley, didn't seem possible. <laughs> yeah. Nice, and now that, that the, yeah, and look, we, we still need four points or whatever, but it, it suddenly doesn't seem it doesn't seem like a, a big ask to get those four points, for instance. <clears throat> and you know, who knows? You know, I'm really again excited again to. I'm not nervous even. I think they said it on four blades, and I completely agreed that even if we conceded towards the end, I would have been disappointed, obviously. But I would have still said, you know, that because it's all about the performances for me now, what we can build and stuff, and. That performance, I'd have still come out and said, brilliant, absolutely fantastic performance. Mm. Yeah, so uh, encouraging stuff, to say the least. And um, yeah, if we can somehow nick something from one of these next two away games, then that will be absolutely fantastic. Um, and yeah, set up. I don't know, I imagine Luton will have, Asp- even though they're only a point ahead of us, I feel like they just have a much better chance of survival. Like, maybe not, you know. It, I mean, we were looking actually because I saw someone say, um, I think you were a neutral fan, and said, um, "Oh, all three, you know, bottom three teams have all picked up. We've actually only won four games between us in two months." So, and, and, and Luton, one of those was against another of the bottom. Yeah, three. and Lut- Luton's Luton's won one game. Uh, Burnley have beat us, yeah. and we've beat Wolves and Brentford at home. So I think it's you know I, I still think those three are a, a fair bit away from the rest of them in terms of quality. But we'll see. We'll absolutely see now, um, and. I'd like to say, it's all about the performances and whether we can salvage some sort of pride for the season. And if we go around on 25 points, that that's it, it, weirdly an achievement in itself from where we were. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely like target, get more points than we did last time, which I think was 21, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right, yeah. And then try not to finish bottom and then see where you go from there, I suppose. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it actually does, after... After just two weeks and, you know, a 1-0 win over an injury hit Brentford, it it does suddenly feel like we can have some aspirations for this season. Mm. Even if it ultimately ends, you know, the the way that we all thought it would, I suppose, with relegation, it does feel like there's something to um, something to look forward to on a, on a Saturday again. You know, for mm. everyone, everyone who's going to Chelsea this weekend, I imagine they're, they're feeling much more optimistic than they would have done and uh, eight the- days ago. Yeah, I said to you that it got to the point where genuinely after the Burnley game, I'm thinking I really don't want to go to this Liverpool game, and I, I do want to go. And I, you know, I wish I was going to Chelsea on Saturday now because it is got. It, I'm not expecting us to stay up. I'm not even expecting us to win at Chelsea or anything like that. But you seem this is going to sound really trite, but you say you feel like you've got a team to support, you know, to to get behind and something to enjoy from your team. Whereas before we had nothing, literally nothing. Yeah, no, I, I like the. Um, I just like this this change of personnel I suppose and a change of shape as well um, mm. and yeah just having having some actual ball players in the team who are, are comfortable comfortable being on the ball and trying to move it forward so I'm thinking yeah Brooks, Archer, Hamer, McTee that's a nice a nice little four there I think I, I'm sure I brought this up I was looking at this earlier it was like a number of dribbles was like the best it's been all season like, um, what was this so progressive carries carries that move the ball towards the opponent's goal by at least 10 yards. It was the most we'd had against Brentford. That was the most we had in a single game this season. And the second most carries into the final third as well. 
and I think the second highest distance, progressive carrying distance as well. So you you shove your team, you you know, you stuff your team with actual ball carriers in positions where they can carry the ball, and uh, good things can happen. So, yeah, I I enjoy watching that. It's much more purposeful. And again, I think they said this on Four Blades, that it is much more, let's get it forward quicker, but not in a long ball sense. We were much more long ball uh, in the Eckingbottom, you know, uh, last embers of his uh, era. Mm. Uh, We were much more long ball then, but we are getting it forward quicker, but in a different way. As you said, we are, we've seen more, like we've got more freedom and it's very fluid as a formation, I think, as well at the moment. Yeah, it is. Um, I, I half wonder, had Norwood not been suspended, if if he would have played against Brentford, um, mm. and so I'm I don't know I'm <laughs> and, and not really on alert for this, but like it wouldn't shock me to see him come back into the team, particularly uh, for two tough away games. I personally do not want to see that at all. Like again, no disrespect no. to Norwood, but um, uh, I would leave him yeah. on the bench now that he's returned from a suspension. He's almost certainly going to play in the next four because you imagine we're going to get injury or suspension or something like that. Um, mm. Or like you say, even tactics, if we change it, certainly like Man City away, might you know pack the midfield a bit more and stuff. And again, it'll be interesting because I, I, I do think he's probably the next up, isn't he? Um, if, if anyone gets injured, no, but he's probably still the first reserve, if you like. And mm. again, it'll be interesting to see if anything's changed when he comes back in as well or whether he, you know, he was a, such a huge part of his playing uh, so conservatively before. Yeah, it's such a weird weird situation with him where we're like we just we just relied on him so much but we mm. but we shouldn't have done should we like no yeah I, I don't really want to consign this to the past here because I feel like he yeah probably still has a part to play whether we want it or not I suppose but, yeah 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 it was, it was it was an odd situation to see the team like so dependent it's not really dependent but like to see the the team so committed to like Norwood's role Mm. to our own detriment like the team yeah because it, it you know so when we're in the championship we were dependent on Norwood in terms of like if he didn't function or wasn't getting enough of the ball then the whole team didn't work but yeah this yeah. is like we're almost force feeding him the ball and it's to our own detriment so yeah, yeah. we don't have enough possession for me to, for Norwood I think Norwood if you put Norwood in I don't know uh Chelsea just for the top of my head It'd look a far better player, obviously, than it than it would with us, because they get more of the ball. And I think because we don't have any of the ball, basically, we're always lower in the possession stats, which is understandable because we don't have the quality. Mm. It's pretty much doesn't really offer you that more, much more, does he, than his passing, and his pings, and his positional sense and stuff like that. So, but we'll see. You know what I mean? Everyone has stepped up, so I don't want to. Who knows? He might come in and, and perform like Souza's done in the past couple of games, and and we're saying, oh, you know, he's, he's lifted everybody wilder. So we'll see. Yeah, no, I've seen a few people say this, like, um, you know, it, it, based on these two performances <clears throat> from the team, it, it should really be a, a clean slate for the entire squad in a way. So, I agree, I agree. <clears throat> so, yeah, you know, even people like Luke Thomas, I guess, or... Um, mm. yeah, Cooler Luke. Barley. Cooler Barley. <laughs> you never know. Look, people were like, you never know, he could be, he could be the, uh, the secret weapon. But no, I know what you mean. Maybe, think... maybe if he's ever fit to play. Yeah. No, I don't even know if he is fit to be honest. <laughs> but like I say, he's going to do a bit of wheeling and dealing in January. My mm. guess is that we're going to try and sign a couple of players with a, a pre-contract you know, for next season. Mm. Because obviously the squad is all over the place next season. And I wonder if that's that's something he'll be looking at. You know, players going out of contract at the end of the season, maybe paying a small fee for him. I don't know, we'll see. 
But it's going to be a fairly interesting January, I think. Just by the way, on the Chelsea game, um, we're both top of the yellow card table by an absolute mile, so there should be some bookings flying around. Mm. We've got someone else on the verge of suspension, I think, haven't we? Yeah, that's what I was trying to look for, actually. Um, But I've I've come across that instead. Is it Ahmed Odzic? I thought it was Ahmed Odzic, but... um... Yeah, I don't have it in front of me. No, I can't. I can't find it. We're not in the top ten yellow card thing. So, but anyway, I think I, I think there's a couple. That's what I mean. No, we'll, we'll probably have to come in uh, because we're probably going to have a couple of suspensions coming up before January anyway. So, yeah, uh, you mentioned this last time. It's, we've got a sneaky good recent record against Brentford, haven't we? Which uh, mm, very good. Yeah. yeah. Looking, so since uh, certainly since we've come up from League One, yeah, four wins and a draw. Against against an upwardly mobile team that had some mm. very good players in it, um, every time we've we've encountered them. So, yeah. I'm not sure I've ever seen them beat us at home. Actually, Brentford since uh, I've been Sport United, uh, could be wrong. I can't think of any. Do you know what? As soon as I've got it open, the last time they beat us at home was 1982. Apparently, yeah, I'll be it then. Yeah, I wasn't there for that because I went bored. So. <laughs> I think I've got this right. Da, 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 da. Yeah, there's only we've only lost. Yeah, we've only lost three other times to them since then, and they were all away. And I think I was at two of those actually. Two, uh, yeah, two most recent defeats, but uh, never mind. So yeah, thanks, thanks Brentford, thanks for the points. Really, um, really do appreciate it. a team, a team that we have like zero beef with. I think even if Morpé, um, you know, is a bit one that got away turned uh, annoying bugger of a striker. Although he's he's a, he is annoying, isn't he? He really is annoying, Morpé. And we probably love him if he were ours, but bloody hell. Yeah, we didn't. Um, I don't feel like he did too much to annoy us in this game. I don't think he had the opportunity. Um, just... Well, the one where Fodringham booted at his back, didn't he? For no reason at all. Oh, yeah, he probably should have got booked for that, actually. But yeah. also did make me think, like, Wes, can you can you not do that? Like, let's, yeah. you know, we don't need to add, like, I don't know. I feel like we're just a prime candidate for YouTube highlight reels of, like, you won't believe what happened next with yeah, this goal yeah, kick. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Kill was, uh... Wesley. Yeah, that's what you need <laughs> to do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, just one one final note, I suppose, on this game. Um, a very confusing incident right at the death with uh, Flecken, the uh, Brentford goalkeeper. Was, he, he went up to take a free kick on the halfway line, and the referee ordered him to... Well, it looked like the referee had ordered him to run all the way back to the cop to do something, and, uh, and then return to take the free kick again. Apparently... Um, I saw Phil say this from Four Blades, who I bumped into on Saturday, actually, so... Uh, Hello, Phil. Nice to chat to you briefly. Apologies for running off, but it was absolutely tipping it down. Um, yeah, Phil said that uh, there was a ball behind the net, apparently, which was supposedly like potentially interfering with goal line technology. Yeah. So the referee made them go and move it. But um... yeah. So what happened is apparently, because I know someone who sits at the front, uh, guy we work with, and he says that the security guard, uh, security guard, steward, sorry, um, that the ball came off and he just threw it back onto the pitch as you do and it landed in a particular point where it, it would have obstructed goal line technology imagine that if it scored again <laughs> it's not switched on again <laughs> I, I sort of can imagine it but yeah. yeah for me I was completely confused I don't know if it was just in like a blind spot for me on the cop it looked like he just sort of run back to yeah. I don't know almost change his gloves or something like that it was so weird you know, Everyone... it seemed to me like because I couldn't see the same as you but he seemed like he picked something up and put it down like, what's he doing at first when he come running back I thought oh no there's an incident in the crowd and everyone's booing and I'm like, Don't yeah, yeah. Like, something might be happening here and then um, and then he just ran straight back I thought that's so bizarre then like I said talked to a kid at work where uh, sits right at the front and he said like the steward obviously just throws it back onto the pitch and he's just obviously landed in a particular area so yeah Flecken, by the way, that's uh, that's what a, a ball playing goalkeeper looks like, you know, like in you know, it, yeah. When uh, 
<laughs> Wes giving me palpitations every time he gets it. Flecken's just there pinging it all over the place. I mean, it occurred to me that Arsenal have obviously signed... Oh, no, sorry, he's from Bournemouth winning Ramsdale and Ray is from Brentford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I was going to make a, a point about them just running through all the Brentford goalkeepers. But <laughs> watching him sort of ping it about, I was thinking, right, he's going to be... But they found Ray from there, though, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So I was yeah. thinking they'll, they'll probably just cherry-pick him in a, a couple yeah. of years as well. Yeah, looks uh, look, look pretty decent. Made a couple of good saves as well. Um, right, mate, let's, uh, let's wrap up. So we've got... We've got Chelsea next. Massive test. But, you know, they've only won five games out of their 16 this season. Mm. They've, they're not having a good season at all. It's just, I were And they, they lost to Everton um, in their last game as well. Um, yeah. I worry. Their fans are very worried about this game, as you can probably imagine. Really? Um, because one of them says something like, uh, it's got to the point where I can't even be confident we're going to beat bottom of the league. <laughs> 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 Which... Yeah, because they spent like ten billion pounds or whatever it was. It's probably like uh, probably not getting the value for money. To be fair, potentially not. They've had a tough run here, Chelsea, um, for a you know a top team. I suppose they they had Spurs, which they you know that bizarre game where Spurs seemed determined to have loads of men sent off, uh, which they won. Then they had Man City at home, which they drew. Then they had Newcastle away, which they got hammered in. They were down to ten men. They did beat Brighton down to ten men as well, but they lost to Man U, and then they caught. Caught Everton team who I I don't know I just think they're I mean they're like they'd be tenth on wouldn't they Everton I think if um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Everton really good this season Everton yeah I thought they would do you know what again it's like not sort of saying look at me I'm right about everything so I'm not I'm wrong about loads of things but I did think Everton this season would be decent just based on when we played them because I thought they looked a good side I thought that were a better performance than we probably realised at the time yeah Everton. there's there's a lot of a lot of sort of stats that show that basically since Deitch took over. They've been mm. good. Um, I think it yeah, was some almost... massive turnaround, aren't they? Yeah, like yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I think it was was that April this year or March this year or something. But like since that point, their like expected goal difference has gone through the roof compared to how it was for the previous three managers, which is just absolute muck. And why it's almost like Lampard, but a bad manager, isn't it? I mean, you, it, is, it? <laughs> it is. Chelsea's next few games, they'll fancy some points here, mate. They got they got us, obviously. They got Wolves, Palace, Luton, Fulham. So. I imagine... Who's a favour in the others? That, nice. <laughs> I, I have a feeling that uh, should we lose this game, um, we'll, we'll probably be looking at Chelsea as like a top six team within a within yeah. Weeks, I think so. And this is what again, I don't want people to sort of get sort of d- dismayed if we lose because we we're very very likely to lose. Not many people are going to tip us to win because as, as out of form as they've been, I'm just looking through the squad now. They should absolutely be top six this season. Yeah. And a good manager as well, Pochettino. Although we did get him yep. sacked when he was at Spurs, didn't we? With that, um, you get him sacked. Yeah, we did get him sacked. So maybe so, maybe yeah. we could do the same with the point in this one. But we've got um, a good record against him, actually, haven't we? Thinking about it, we beat him Southampton and his Southampton team, didn't we, in the League Cup? So that's true. Was he the manager when we? Um... No, he wasn't the Spurs manager in whenever it was because we that I think that was the same cup run, wasn't it? You I know, actually was thinking about. Yeah, I think we played him twice. <laughs> one draw and one, I think. So, yeah. Get in. <laughs> um, so that's Chelsea on Saturday, then Villa the following week. Um, yeah, but we'll be back, I guess, to talk about that Chelsea mm-hmm. game. And who knows? Maybe we can. Uh, maybe we won't be on eight points for long. Maybe we'll creep up. In, you never know. Maybe creep up into double figures. One more. Yeah, one right. more win, and we've tied Derby's record. Yeah, that's, that's it. I, I saw someone say like it's becoming pretty obvious now that that record is going to be unbeatable. I, I mean, said, I'd been saying this for years, and I, I've I've clung to it because I know that somebody tweeted me at half time in the Newcastle game saying like, <laughs> hey, "Are you still confident that um, we're going to get eleven points?" And I, I think 
I, I bet I don't normally reply. In fact, I barely ever look at my phone during games, but I don't normally <laughs> reply when I'm at games. Yeah. And I said, like, no, because no one is that bad. And then, of course, we ended up losing that game 8-0. <laughs> I was thinking, like, like okay. I said, Now I've said it, I'm like, we're going to be stuck on eight points for the rest of the season. But now they won one match all season. That is abs- I mean, we've been so poor this season. We even won one match like before Wilder came, and it's incredible. It is. Well, Wilder's now got, I believe Wilder's got more points in his first how long did it take him to win a game in that second COVID season? Second I want to say something like 20 games. It must have been close to that, right? Like yeah. 15 or 16, yeah. So it, it took him two games this time around. So good job, Wilder. And it is, it is good to see him back. I, I've en- I enjoyed his um, uh, his pre-match press conference. Like I actually listened yeah, to brilliant. the entire 20-minute thing. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think, I think the local media are... Enjoying having their sources back on. Yeah, <laughs> a lot more stories coming out. It's, isn't it? it's yeah. very noticeable. There's a lot more insider access suddenly from uh, correspondents at the Star, for example. Um, yeah. It was seven, 17 games, by the way, um, where we got his first win last time. Unbelievable. Glad, <laughs> glad I didn't turn that along this time. Um, <laughs> right, mate, what have you got to plug before we wrap up? I've got a um, view from uh, Brentford, Pretty Mardy, which was quite good, obviously. Mm. Back to the old uh, poor performance, which is a great sign. Yeah. You know, oh, we're off day for us, off day for us, which we often got uh, when Wilder were managers. Keep that up, hopefully. <laughs> uh, the pre-match will be out um, Friday. And again, from what I've got so far, Chelsea not that confident, which I can sort of see must be horrible for them. They're playing rubbish. It, by their own standards and covered against bottom of the league we'll all be saying the same won't we um, and then the main so. episodes I think the last time we spoke Big Break and the Les Dennis Laughter Show uh, have come out and we've also got I think an EastEnders one coming out tomorrow as well so yeah <laughs> the Les Dennis Laughter Show I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, there it is yeah sorry I've, that came out on Monday yeah I've, I've got Big Break lined up to listen to but um yeah. If you want to see some bad impressions, listen to that podcast of the Les Dennis Laughter Show because I genuinely think I'm a better impressionist and I can't do anyone. So. It's, it's a wonderful endeavour you've undertaken, the, the 12 days of Maidley. Um, yeah, it's quite stressful having to get them all out and edit. We've recorded a couple of them like quite a while ago, so yeah. um, just about the editing and getting them out and stuff. And I was like, bloody hell, another one. Like, but cheers for everyone who's listening. Like, numbers are pretty good for it and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I saw, the, um, I saw the adverts one particularly got a lot of, a lot of feedback I think because yeah that was, mm. that was the one I really really enjoyed the most and to be honest I'm probably going to listen to that one again that's <laughs> that's how how much I enjoyed it um <clears throat> for me um new issue Women of Steel came out this morning um <clears throat> you know I got through to the fourth round of the Women's FA Cup on Sunday with a uh an entertaining game over the National League opposition in which they I don't know, they, they sort of kept shooting themselves in the foot, you know, they conceded two really, really terrible goals. Um, but fortunately, Izzy Goodwin has got a hat-trick um, because she's absolutely brilliant and that takes her to 10 for the season. Uh, she did come off with a knock in that game, which, um, I don't know, it, did, it didn't look it didn't look amazing. She she walked off under, like, with a, you know, a bit of a helping hand. But, uh, yeah, it's the, it's the league leaders Charlton at the lane on Sunday, so I'm sweating on her fitness, I suppose, because... Yeah, she scored like more than half of United's goals this season. So yeah. uh, I don't know. I have to admit, I'm following it on Twitter the, the game, and I, mm. it took me ages. I had to go onto the actual um, onto Google to see who we were playing because the the hashtag were RB, and I'm thinking who's RB, 
RBFC, and it obviously Rugby Borough. <laughs> yeah, RB Leipzig. Yeah, I'm thinking, who's RB? Couldn't, couldn't get my head around it. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, but they did get the win in extra time. Uh, we did lose on pens, so that's a, yeah. I know, God, as soon as they went to penalties, I thought, oh, no. like Extra comes... time, no, he didn't, he didn't go to penalties. Sorry, yeah. yes, as soon as he yeah, went to yeah, extra yeah. time, yeah. Because um, obviously the men's team have lost seven shootouts in a row, I think it is. Yeah. And United women lost one for like a bonus point in the League Cup earlier this season. I'm not sure what the record's like previous to that, but yeah. yeah, I'm just never expecting a Sheffield United team to win a penalty shootout ever again <laughs> at this stage. Anyway, that is womenofsteel.substack.com if you want to read the write-up of a very entertaining win in the FA Cup. And yeah, they've got Charlton on Sunday, which uh, I'm going to. Very much looking forward to that as well. Um, right, mate, I think that's it. Thanks, uh, thanks for joining me to talk about uh, another win for the Blades. How good is that, Terry, to say another win? Another sure. win. Two wins. This time in ten weeks, might have four wins. Imagine Oof. that. <laughs> yeah, well, that would be that would be happy days, and we we probably won't be bottom if we had four wins. So yeah, let's see. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Yeah. Anyway, Last, just on the on the thing, by the way, Forest have got a pretty hard run. So those people who still think there's hope, have a look. <clears throat> getting a little bit excited. Uh, probably not as hard as ours, but there's some tough games in there. If, if they got, have you got it in front of you? Do you want to rattle it off? No, uh, I know they've got Newcastle, um, Newcastle and Man United. They've got um, nice too, Tottenham, yeah. uh, Bournemouth. They're obviously, you know, playing. Flying. That's the next one. Yeah, Bournemouth play uh, flying at the moment. Yeah, so they've got Tottenham, Bournemouth, Newcastle, and Man United. So, and then they've got Arsenal. So, mm. yeah, they play Newcastle twice in. Well, I guess mm. it's twice in like six weeks, but twice in like five games. Is there a Forgive my ignorance. Is there a winter break in the Premier League? Did they have that? No, I, I just it's, I think it's really weird how it happens that we haven't got a game, have we? For is it two weeks we don't play for? But isn't that because of the FA Cup? No, because we we play on the twenty sixth, then we play on the third. Oh no, you're right. We I forgot we played Matt. Do you know what? I've written the Man City game off that much. I completely forgot we were playing it. I was just like, I oh, know we've got Luton, and then we've got Gillingham. Yeah, we do go. Yeah. Through, we do go almost. Uh, we do go two and a half weeks without a game because we've got Gillingham in the FA Cup on the sixth of January. Yeah, that's right. And then Jan. Yeah, yeah. And then the twenty first, which is a mid. Is that a midweek? What is that? No, that is a Sunday. Yeah, I think Sunday. Yeah, because it is. Yeah. To, um, so yeah, I don't know if that counts as a, a winter break in inverted commas or not, but we'll see. Uh, mm. What a really boring way to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apologies. I mean, I can see with the listener figures that like as soon as we start saying like, do you want to plug our stuff? Like, everyone turns off. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, to be fair, hats off to you, dear listener, for um, for making it that far in the podcast. And if you made it yeah. this far. Then uh, I don't know. Remove your hat even more, or whatever the phrase is. Um, we should anyway. start slapping people off at the end. You should, show. yeah. Just Roy's <laughs> Roy's annoyance of the week. Somebody, su- <laughs> yeah. somebody suggested we should do that. I think after one of your um, yeah. Well, when we start tirades. losing again, it'll, it'll be impromptu. So. <laughs> it will, yeah. But we're in a good mood for now because the blades have got to win. All right, Absolutely. mate. Appreciate it. Thanks very much for your time. And uh, yeah, I'll speak to you soon. I'm sure. Yeah, I'll see you later, mate. Cheers. <laughs>